Good morning, Renew. My name's Lisa, and I'm going to read the scripture passage for us that comes from Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Please join me in prayer. Dear God, um, thank you for the scripture reading. I just pray that you would uh, bless Magdiel as he uh, just brings us um, your word and just dives deeper into it. Lord, just open our hearts and minds to hear what, um, what you have to say in your name. Amen. Good morning. Thank you for reading the scripture passage. My name is Magdiel. I'm one of the pastors here at Renew. Our title for this morning is Jesus Sleeping in Your Boat. We're going to talk about the story in the book of Mark, chapter 4, verse 35 to 41. The first verse, 35, is start telling the story right after Jesus preached to the crowd on the boat. So right after that, um, Jesus told the disciples that let's go over to the other side, to, other, to the other side of the Galilee, where they were going to continue their ministry. Remember, Jesus has been doing ministry, like basically all day. He, the disciples been helping Jesus, and he's been like, um, preaching to this big crowd, doing miracles and doing a bunch of different things. So it doesn't specify the time, but I'm pretty sure it was like the end of the day. And they were just going to go over to cross to the other side because Jesus wanted to go that way. And he told his disciples, let's go over to the other side. So the disciples like, okay. It was... Uh, they left the crowd, they were leaving, and everybody got behind, so they took a boat. So in this boat, it was Jesus with his disciples. And it also says here that it was at also other boats with him. So it was a few boats going to the other side. We don't know how many people were on those boats, but at least we know Jesus and his disciples were there. Right? So the story here starts with uh, Jesus telling them, let's do this. Disciples and Jesus leaving and going to the other side. And then this is the part where we, everything just changed. All the dynamics that were happening this, that day, everything, it was just, all of a sudden just changed. This big storm came, and it was like a, it says here, a furious storm. 
the waves were, were um, broken over the boat. So it was a lot of water coming in. The disciples were just like freaking out, very scared of what's happening right there. So if we picture that, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be in that boat in that moment when everything was like super scary. I don't know uh, if you have experienced being in the ocean, but I don't have any. I have never been on a big boat. I have never been like an open sea. And uh, I don't know how that feels. Maybe uh, I will get sick, I don't know. But if you have any experience with that, you can just put it in the comments, like, yeah, I've been, I've done that before. Maybe you have uh, years of experience, or um, you do that during the summer, I don't know. Go fishing somewhere, but me, personally, I will, I probably would say, no, I'll stay here. We're safe, I don't wanna go there, I don't know what's up there, and anything can happen. But that's not the story, right? The story says that they went on this boat, and we wanna focus. Probably something that uh, is not really that relevant as the same as the storm, but for me, it is relevant. It's about the boat. It's about the place they were, it's about the thing they were using to go to the other side, which is the boat. Something that uh, we can be familiar to, right? We all know, we, we probably, all of us know what a boat is, have seen one before, especially here we're like surrounded by water, lakes, beautiful lakes, the ocean, we're so close to the ocean. So the boat where Jesus and his disciples were in this story, it was gonna take them to the other side. And something happened before they got there. The storm broke down. It was so bad, the disciples were like in fear of the storm. They were so scared and that they all got a little bit confused, even though they had experience. Because remember, some of the disciples, they, it was not their first time on a boat. They were actually fishers, some of them. They have a lot of experience being in boats. I'm sure they were part of a, a storm at some point. Even when they had experience, they were afraid of the storm. And the interesting part of this is like, who was in the boat with them? I think we all know, right? It was Jesus. Jesus was in the boat with them. Knowing Jesus, I don't know about you, but I, I was there, and know that Jesus was with me in the boat. I, ah, this is fine, nothing's gonna happen to us. I'm sure we're gonna be fine, because we have Jesus with us. So everyone, calm down, relax, chill out. I know it's, everything's scary, all the waves, everything, the wind is dark, and uh, it looks like we're gonna die, but Jesus is here with us, so it's gonna be fine, right? I can say that now, 
knowing this story, not being there, not being part of the storm, but knowing who Jesus is, I know he can do anything and we'll be fine. But at that moment, the disciples, it was overwhelming. The fear that they had, they kind of forgot about Jesus. And remember, the story is telling that Jesus was asleep. He was so tired after doing ministry for all day long, preaching to this big crowd. Even though he was the son of God, he was still human. And that human part was tired. So he was asleep in the back of the boat while all the disciples were here at uh, the front just fighting the storm. They have no idea what to do. But it kind of reminds me of what happened next. When we continue to read this passage, this verse, it was a new revelation, not only for the disciples. They were followers of Jesus, right? And they were terrified. They knew who Jesus was. He was a healer. He was a provider. He was a prophet. He was their teacher. But it was something that they haven't, they haven't experienced at that point. It's something that haven't, hasn't happened until that moment. They haven't experienced that Jesus was also God. That he has the power to control nature, to control the storm, have the power to silence anything. The one who controls every element, the one who controls everything in this world, right? And if we remember, if you know the story in Genesis, what happens at the beginning? Who knows the story of Genesis? When we read the Bible, the first book, which is Genesis, the first chapter, the first verse, all through like maybe one through five, is that God, the presence of God was on the earth, right? And it was chaos. It was water and darkness. And he separated that. And he had the power to control all of that. So it was chaos, and he made that into a peaceful place. He called the darkness night, and the rest, the day, right? So we know that story. So it's not a coincidence that the creator of everything has power to control any element. Because he created that, right? But now, in the story that we're looking at right now, Jesus has the same power. How is that even possible? That could only be possible if he was also God. And we know he is. Because God sent them. He was his son. 
So Jesus had the power to control any element. But the disciples didn't know that. So oftentimes, we talk about, oh, the disciples didn't have any faith. If I was there, I would have a lot of faith in Jesus. Come on. But they did have faith. I'm going to tell you why. Someone who doesn't not, to, um, does not have any faith wouldn't even call the name of Jesus. But they knew Jesus was someone special. So on verse, um, let's see here, verse 38. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? The disciples finally realized Jesus was in the boat with them. And they were, I think they were a little upset. Because they said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Kind of like saying, don't you care about us? Us, your disciples, the ones who have been helping you in your ministry, we're going to die and you're sleeping. Aren't you going to help us? Sometimes I feel like we come with that attitude. Also, we like, you know, God. God, are you going to help me through this? Like, come on, I believe in you. I know you can do it. Help me. Help me with this. But sometimes we're just so focused on those fears and that storm and we want to answer ourselves. We want to do something about it. It's not in the moment that we just maybe terrified or like there's nothing else we can uh, possibly do to overcome this. And that's when we realize, oh, wait a minute. I believe in Christ. I believe that Jesus is my Savior. I believe what the Bible says. Come on, I need to call up his name. He's the one who's going to help me. And of course, Jesus does. He's always been there for us. He's been our teacher. He's been uh, the one we are following, right? So he might be sleeping in your boat. He might be silenced, but he's still present. Amen? He is still present. No matter where you go through, no matter where you are, no matter the circumstances, even when you think this is it, there's nothing we can do. Jesus is there with the solution. All alone. All this time. I don't know how long it took the disciples to realize that Jesus was right there and that he can do something to calm the storm. Something. Maybe it was a few minutes. Maybe it was an hour or more. Maybe they were struggling with the storm and they finally just kind of got tired, gave up, and finally call upon Jesus. Saying, teacher, don't you care if we drown? The first thing that Jesus did, he probably just kind of like straight himself up and say, oh, yeah, it's a big storm. I'm sure he knows. God knows things in Jesus. I'm sure he knew, but it was also not a test. So I don't think, you know, Jesus wanted like, to test us, like, oh, you believe in me or not. But it was kind of like a, a process of learning 
who Jesus is. It's also a process for us to know what Jesus is doing in our lives, to know who he is, right? Through the experience, through the storms that we go. And it's important to know that we're not alone. They might have forgotten who uh, the Jesus was right there, but there were other disciples. They could have encouraged one another, and they probably did. But it got to a point that none of them have the solution. Remember, some of the disciples were fishermen. They had experience. That was their profession. I'm sure they were probably handle storms many times, but this storm was different. It was something that they knew they couldn't handle themselves. It was too much for them. And that's when they realized that their teacher was right there. So, uh, verse 39, he got up, rebuked the winds, and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. So the interesting after everything that was happening in that boat, I don't know if it was a big boat, small boat, medium boat, how many people were there, all of the disciples, or just a few, another, another, and, and the other boats, I don't know. But if everyone was scared facing the storm, and it was terrifying from them. When Jesus just got up and just said, hey, quiet. Be quiet. And everything just came back to normal. Weird. You know, you see the storm and everything. It just, we're going to die. And then, boom. Mm, nothing happened. It was just calm and peaceful. Sometimes we need that in our lives. That Jesus comes and say, quiet, be still. I'm doing something. Watch, but be still, be silent. Sometimes we're so quick to react to, yes, Jesus, you can do this for me, you, whatever it is. But we don't let God, you know, do the work. We're sometimes maybe eager to see the results, but not eager to wait for the result, right? We're not patient. But these words can speak really powerful into our life right now. Quiet and be still. I'm working. I know. I said that I was not going to talk about the storm. I was going to focus on the boat. But the storm is a very a big part of the story. When we face any circumstance that is difficult. For example, what we're going right now. We're another week that we don't have an in-person service because of a virus that we have no control over, that we've been fighting this, struggling with this for two years. And we still don't get it. 
And I feel like God is saying, quiet, be still. It's like I feel like, you know, God is sending us again, go to your house, stay there, relax. How are we going to relax with this? But God is working in the storm. God is like calling all the winds and everything that is chaos into peace and calm and a quiet place. You might not believe this, but God is working in your life. Another part that is very important about this is faith, which we're going to talk about that next. Verse 40. He said to his disciples, What are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Do you really think the disciples have no faith? Come on, be honest. You can just put it in the comments. Yes, no, maybe. I don't know. Why Jesus told them that, like very firm, why are you so afraid? And do you still have no faith? How many of you have experienced that? I don't know, but you know, I'm sometimes I'm afraid of stuff. Still, I'm an adult, and sometimes I'm afraid of things. And sometimes I ask myself, do I have faith? I believe the disciples had faith, maybe just a little. But that little made them realize who was in the boat with them. The person who has done miracles was in the back of the boat, sleeping on a really nice pillow. So they did have faith because anyone who calls upon the name of Jesus has faith. Because someone who doesn't believe in Jesus will never call upon his name. So they did have faith. I don't know how much. I don't have a measurement. We don't have a measurement of faith, right? Who has more faith? I have more faith, or you have more faith, or none of us have faith. We don't know. We don't measure that. But even if it's a little bit, they did have faith. Because they call Jesus, wake him up. One of the reasons that I can picture this is this way. For the kids who are at home right now, probably watching. When you're afraid, when you're scared of something, who's the first person that you go to? Is it your mom? Is it your dad? Both of them. You look for comfort. You look for something, you know, like to feel safe, to feel secure that like, oh, I'm safe with them. Everything's going to be fine. I should not be afraid anymore, right? Remember, one of the, in the scripture says, like, remember when the disciples uh, were telling the children just to go away from Jesus? Don't bother Jesus. Come on, just go away. Just go away. And what was Jesus respond to the disciples? He rebuked them and let the children come to me because the kingdom of heaven is for them. And you need to be as one of these children, if you want to go to heaven. I was, wow. 
that is true. That came to mind, and the reason why is because as an adult, it's hard to admit that we're not in control, that we are afraid, and that we need help. Because we're an adult, we have everything figured out, right? But for children, not. It's different. They know where to go when they feel that way. So, the reason that I'm talking about this is because children knows that. And the disciples didn't. If they had a heart of a child, or if they were children, knowing who was in the back of the boat with them, they will probably just run all the way to the back and say, well, we're going to be safe with Jesus. <laughs> right? They will probably just cuddle and say, oh, we're going to be safe here. Nothing's going to happen. But being an adult, they thought they can handle it. I'm sure before they wake up Jesus, they were trying to go through the storm and get to the other side. It's like, as fast as we can, let's go to the other side. But it wasn't possible. So they, oh, Jesus is here. Let's wake him up. That's one of the things that I just remember. So, verse 41. They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. At that moment, they realized that Jesus was not only a provider, it was not only a healer, it was not only a prophet or a teacher, he was God. That's their first experience when they like realize something quick in their minds, in their hearts, whatever you want to call it. Who is this? No human being can do that. No one has that control over the elements, the water, the winds, everything. Jesus just, just like, like that easy. Quiet, be still. And everything changed. That's the God that we believe in. That's the Jesus that lives in our hearts. And this morning, this morning is a reminder for all of us, all of us, that he is working in our lives in such a powerful way. And he wants you to be a reminder on who is in the boat with you. The disciples were not alone. They have other people. Now think about it. Picture this in your mind. Who is in that boat with you? Is it your spouse, your children, family member? Who is in that boat? Is it people from your community? 
There is something here very powerful that tells us that we are not made to be by ourselves. We need community. We need other people. We need each other. Because sometimes, I don't know what was the dynamic in that boat. I tried to imagine and see, you know, the disciples probably arguing one another, what do we do? We should go this way. I told you to, like, listen to me and I was the best, like, seller. Like, I can do this better than you guys. I don't know what was happening. But one of them, someone, has to, you know, speak up and remind the other ones, hey, Jesus is back there, guys. Come on, just call Jesus. If you have that person in your life, it's a blessing. We need one another. And we need Jesus to move in a powerful way in our communities, in our neighborhoods, in our church. We need that fire that comes only from God, from Him that moves and then can do miracles. This was a big miracle that only the disciples and the other boats that were around experienced. It's a reason why it's here. Jesus' plan, intent for them to go through that storm so they can realize who he was. You guys don't think that Jesus was aware that this was going to happen? If he had the power to control all of this, he knew exactly what was going to happen even before that happens. But Jesus sometimes he steps back, relax, takes a nap, lets you do whatever you want to do, try to do it on your own, try to fix it on your own. It's fine. But if you believe in him and you have faith, you soon realize that the only person, the only person who can help you go through your storm and that is in your boat with you all alone, your answer was right there. The whole time, you just have to look back and say, well, Jesus is right here. Let's ask him. Jesus, help me. Help us to overcome the storm. So that's the reminder for us this morning. You know, after reading this, it's just, you can say, well, it's, it's obvious, right? We should all call upon the name of Jesus. Yes, it is obvious. But sometimes we forget. We're so busy, so caught up in the things that we are doing, focus and stuff that is good, but it takes us away from seeing what Jesus is doing in the back of the boat. Even on his sleep, he's doing something, and we know that. So it's really interesting to see that in this passage. What Jesus did was a promise to all of us that even in difficult times, through the travels, through the struggles, to the, through the storms, he's always going to be there 
with us. We can see this in John 16.33. It says this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world. You will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Amen? Jesus has promised us that. And he's the one who is always going to be there for us. Because our hope is in him. Our protection comes from him. The peace that we need through the storms and that boat and that moment, it only comes from him. And that is very powerful. So I have a few questions for you. I know we were talking about the storm, the boat, and going to the other side. But also talking about faith over fear. Sometimes we choose fear instead of faith. We let fear control us in a way. We see how the disciples, it's not because they have no faith. They knew who Jesus was. And I understand as a human being, we sometimes are terrified of stuff that we have no control over. So I'm not trying to judge anybody because I go through that. We are humans. We're not perfect. But in the moment that we choose faith over that fear, knowing and being reminded who is with us, that's the difference. That's when the transformation starts happening in our lives. That's when our situation it's a turnover. It's different. And that was what changed here. They realized that and they wake up Jesus right away. You have to defeat that fear and have faith. So that's one of the reminders of this morning. So one of the questions that I have In what areas of your life are you tempted to respond with fear rather than faith? In what areas of our life we need that? The reminder of knowing that trusting Jesus is the best decision we can make, always. He's always been there for us. He's always taking care of us. We are the ones who don't want to look back, the back of the boat, where he's just relaxing, taking a nap, just waiting until you call upon his name so he can help you out with whatever struggle you're going through. So let's pray this morning. Thank you, God, for this time, for the blessing that it is, the knowing that you are there for us always, in the middle of the storm, in this boat, surrounded with other believers, surrounded with other people, when we all as a community need to realize that calling upon your name is the best decision that we can make for our sake. 
We need you more than ever, God. We need your presence. We need those miracles happening in our lives, in our communities. As we pray this morning to be a reminder of that, fill us up with your spirit, oh God. Thank you, Jesus, for the work that you're doing every day in our hearts. Thank you. Thank you so much for the hope that you bring every single day. Amen.